0: Right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No, I hope everybody's having a fantastic morning, noon, or night. Wherever you guys are in the world, you're certainly in the right place. Uh, You guys are at the Crypto 101 podcast, and we have another fantastic guest. Um, This bull market has been crazy so far. It's been like six or seven, maybe eight weeks of bull market. and It's been a ton of fun. Uh, But, Brendan, I notice you're wearing an interesting color shirt. Uh, Does that tend to match the sentiment of the the, really the first pullback in this bull market that we feel?
1: You know, I'm wearing a red shirt. A bright red shirt. A a bright red shirt. And for those of you who aren't watching on the YouTube channel, you're going to want to check it out because that's where you're able to get all of the video. For all you Spotify, for all you Apple music (laughs) listeners, definitely check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, Bryce, I'm rocking a bright red shirt today to symbolize the first real pullback that we've seen in a while in the crypto markets but you know despite us seeing a little bit of a pullback i'm still not that worried there is no. so much technical and fundamental development that is still happening and i still think the best is yet to come despite a little pullback here
0: yeah the, the long-term future is bright um this is just an incredible uh incredibly you know emerging new market that's just uh got innovation pouring out of its ears it feels like every single time we talk to somebody we get more and more bullish we've got an amazing guest joining us today uh johan kerbrot who is the gm of crypto at Robinhood. so johan welcome to the crypto 101 podcast we're excited to uh to dive in with you today
2: thank you thanks for having me i'm
0: really excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun um you know Robinhood is a big company but you didn't just one day wake up and, and just start working there. There's there's a history, there's a backstory to who Johan Kerbrat is. And we want to know that. We, we want to kind of know, um, you know, you've got an extensive background in engineering. Um, we want to know kind of what you were doing and how you became the GM of crypto at Robinhood, especially, you know, leaving uh, household names like Uber and, and Airbnb to kind of come over to the crazies
2: in uh, crypto <laughs> with us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it's it's a long story, so I don't want to, you know, be very boring. But basically, uh, when I was uh, pretty young, when I was uh, 16, 17, I started a company. Um, at the time, we are building payments rails uh, for, for applications and e-commerce websites and things like this. And, you know, at the time, it was mostly just credit cards and, and debit cards, right? And um, that's more or less when the first Bitcoin white paper started to be published in, you know, um, and, and the first time I read it, uh, maybe a year later, I was like, oh, this is actually something that could be cool. So that, felt, that, that was really my first uh, deeps uh, in, in, in the crypto world. And then, you know, became uh, an engineer, like you said, uh, at different companies. Um, and I worked at a, at a privacy coins where we were building a new layer one. And then, uh, you know, joined Robinhood as as a head of engineering for the crypto space, and then, you know, became the, the general manager after that. But uh, really excited. It's it's a huge um, opportunity for me. It's also, you know, really exciting to work um, on on an application that is used by so many people, and everything that we do is being utilized and. Uh, you know, tested uh, by, by millions of customers. And so that's that's really like amazing for for an engineer and and now for, for the lead of the business.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's incredible. And like,
2: you know, I love that story. Like you read the
0: Bitcoin white paper, you were kind of blown away. You're like, this is crazy. Um, and, and was it right at that moment, you know, crypto came onto your radar as a, um, you know, for the first time or had you heard about it in the past? And did that sort of moment, you know, when, when was the first time you maybe you could think about like, oh, I'm going to go put, money in the market or, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So that was really early stage. It was like 2010. And so at the wow. time, like I, I, you can hear from my accent, right? I'm not from the U.S. I was, I'm from France. Um, and it was it was pretty difficult to even just buy uh, Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. or buy crypto. So at 2010 time, is early, man. <laughs> right. It, it was pretty early. And so at the time, I was just like running a, a few miners um and you know started to accumulate the crypto and started to understand like the the value prop compared to what i was offering uh with, with my startup and you know at the, and it's still an issue today right like if someone use a credit card you actually always have risk of fraud and for a merchant there's also like settlement delay so um if if you know you pay somebody with a credit card they will only get the money actually in their account in like two or three days and then there's always a risk of uh, contesting the, the charge and all these things. And at that time I was like, wait, you know, Bitcoin actually solved this. Like you can just pay somebody, the Bitcoin is landed and there is no more issue of fraud or chargeback or anything like this. So that was kind of the idea. Um, of course, many issues, you know, with, with, uh, with Bitcoin in terms of like scale at the time, how many people can use it, can accept it, the, the delay for the transaction. And so that was kind of preventing like a a global adoption on day one. But I think we are getting there, you know, like uh, in a lot of places. And so still very excited about the space.
1: And Johan, you know, I don't think Robinhood needs any kind of introduction. I'm sure the majority of listeners out there are very familiar with what Robinhood is and what kind of work that you all do over there. But for the people who maybe aren't as familiar, maybe they're not as plugged into the smartphone space and they're not as plugged into the like phone and application side of things. Can you briefly just describe like what Robinhood does and what your mission is?
2: Yeah, so Robinhood started in 2013. Um, since then, uh, we have about 23 million customers, uh, a bit more than that actually. Wow. Um, and and really the mission has been to democratizing finance for all and making a lot of you know complicated product accessible to everybody. And so at this point on Robinhood, you can trade stock options, crypto. Uh, you can open a, a retirement account. You can also get Um, uh, yield on the cash that you hold on the platform. Um, And so, you know, the the idea behind Robinhood is to basically have one app to manage all your finance.
0: Yeah, no, and and it's gotten a lot of success. I mean, 23 million users is a heck of a lot of people. And uh, would you say kind of your main competitor, like Robinhood as a whole, kind of outside of even crypto, like the main competitor is... Charles Schwab and like you know, kind of those those classic brokerage accounts, or is it more you know you know
2: Coinbase or, or something else like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you know it's a variety of, of competitors for for us. Yeah, on the on the brokerage side, you know, it will be more like a, a Schwab or or a Fidelity or something like that. And for us on the crypto side, um, you know, Coinbase is uh, is obviously one of our of our main competitor, and you know we we tend to build our product in a way that you actually don't have to choose between multiple companies to manage all your finance. And I think one of the big key um, advantage of Robinhood is that, you know, if in November you're excited about, you know, any kind of stock, you can invest in, in that stock. And then in December, if you want to move from equities to actually crypto, you can do it with, within the same app and without having to transfer money between different uh, platform mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. So. I think you know it's very powerful for people to really be able to um, just have one control over all their finance
0: yeah and, and I'm curious I'd would, I would love to know kind of just you know catch us up you know catch us up with where we are at um, with Robinhood crypto so as the general yeah. manager you're kind of overseeing all crypto operations and, and I'm just curious you know what can people leverage the platform you know I want our listeners to go check it out. Um, What what can they expect? Are they going to just be using it to trade? Are they doing DeFi? Are they swapping? Are they sending coins like a wallet? What's all encompassing here?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think things changed a ton since I joined. So, you know, we launched crypto at Robinhood in 2018. At the time, we only had Bitcoin and Ethereum. You could only trade. You could not send or or receive uh, crypto from your account. Um, Since then, we we did a lot of things. So now we have about 15 coins uh, or assets on the platform. One of them is a stable coin. Um, Which stable coin? uh, It's USDC. Um, And then we um, added, of course, uh, crypto transfer, which was one of the top requested features from from our customers. Uh, So if you're in an eligible state, you're able to to receive or send uh, crypto from your account. Um, And we've also kind of you know, change the way the, the overall UI and UX is for, for crypto. So now you have advanced charts, you also have new order types where you can place a stop loss, for example. Um, we also created a new home tab where you can see all your crypto and insight on the crypto. Um, and so, you know, little by little, what we do at, at Robinhood is we go talk to our customers and we ask them like, what's missing? What do you want on the platform? And you know they tell us, and we try to to incorporate it in the product in the in the next release. And so that's on the on the custodial uh, platform. And in in March of this year, we also launched a self custody wallet um, for for all iOS uh, customers. It's available um, worldwide, and I think we already have like 100,000 of downloads in 140 plus countries. And so this self custody wallet is is really like kind of your gateway to get to anything Web3. Um, So of course you can transfer from your Robinhood account to that self custody wallet uh, if you don't want to custody your coins on Robinhood, but if you want to self custody them or if you want to access Web3 dApps or or anything like that, you know, you can use this app. So um, that was a big, big step for us. I think it was kind of our first like hooray into the the Web3 world. And I've been really excited to see like people using it more and more. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Robinhood's
1: latest update of custody where users can send and receive crypto. So I'm curious, like which cryptos are available for this? Is it just like select ones, maybe the big ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum? And also, is this full self-custody or is Robinhood acting as the custodian of sorts here?
2: Yeah, so on Robinhood, the, the main app, the custodial platform, you can, if you're eligible, so there is a uh, a state where we, we, we are not offering it yet, but if you're eligible, you can send What's and receive the state New York. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, but we're working you know on, on it um, and, and we're hoping to offer it soon. But if you if you are like not in, in, in the states and if you're eligible, you can uh, receive or send all the cryptocurrencies that we offer on the platform. So that's uh, the 15 that wow. we that we have. Um, and on the self-custody wallet side, uh, we don't play any role in the custody. So it's your private key, it's your, your key, your coin. Um, there are risks with it. You know, obviously, we, we try to tell people and explain them that you know, this key is very important and they, they need to make sure to, to save it in a, in a secure space. But once they have this, this uh, self-custody wallet, um, they can do anything that they would like on, on the, the Web3 world, have any type of token, uh, that they can get on on taxes and thing like this, um, and Robinhood has no access at all on, on this thing. Mm. That's awesome.
0: Um, I love it. It sounds like you guys are um, you know kind of playing both angles, right? You, you're able mm-hmm. to uh, kind of offer people two different solutions and say, hey, you guys choose whichever whichever
3: one you kind of want.
0: Um, I'm curious, though, as well, you mentioned 15 coins that Robinhood lists. Um, are you kind of the gatekeeper of that? Or um, what's the criteria, the <laughs> listing process that goes into uh, being one of those lucky, you know, small select cohort of coins?
2: Yeah, you, you know, I, I think at Robinhood, we we took a very kind of a, a very different approach from other other platform. Like we we wanted to make sure that we are not going to list a enough of coins and then those coins have have issues and you have to delist them. And, um, you know, we, we see the some of the- The engineering upkeep
0: with wallets and stuff. The engineering
2: upkeep. And, and that is also, you know, we, we want to make sure that what we offer on the platform go through a, a very rigorous um, uh, vetting. And so we have an entire committee um, that uh, meets regularly to check the, the assets on the platform, make sure that um, everything seems, seems correct and that the risk is, is correct as well. So it goes from you know analysis on legal compliance, uh, security, technical things, and um, you know it, it's a very very long and vetted process. and And our goal is to make sure that um, it's not just uh, you know an asset on the platform. We want to make sure that we can send it correctly. For example, so if the network um, hash rate is is very low, and you know there would be risk of doing. Double spanning or thing like this. For mm-hmm. example, we will have a, a discussion: Do we need to um, uh, put a bunny on the on the website, or do we need to think about removing this asset? Like this kind of things. Um, yeah. And then yeah. we we revisit the, the list of assets uh, continually. And I think one of the main question for us also is, you know, what do our customer want? And so that's something that we listen at, uh, a lot, um, making sure that we offer the, the asset that people are asking us. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's incredible. Um,
0: and so I, I want to get into uh, some of these Web3 apps that might be accessible through the Robinhood platform. Um, tell us about that. Can people kind of go and, you know, you know, get into Aave or Compound or MakerDAO, uh, maybe NFTs, maybe the ability to, to hit a staking service along the way?
2: Yeah, so the, the wallet is made in a way where, you know, we want to give you access to anything that you want to do in, in the Web3 space. Um, so... If you go directly to a DAB, you can connect your wallet. Um, you know, it's a, it's a system that many wallets use now using Wallet Connect, so it's, it's very simple. Um, we also have a DAB section where uh, we help you kind of navigate through uh, all, all these DABs. And, you know, our goal is to give you what what you want. So if the customer wants to go on a Dex, if they want to go a, to a staking service, if they want to do um games like we see a lot of people interacting with games um or social network lately um you know they 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 can do it and and it's very simple for them
1: you know i'm curious from a customer standpoint where
2: or i guess what areas are you seeing the most demand in um you know it, it really depends of the of the market um and and kind of how is crypto in the news so you know in the past year i think we were more in a kind of in a more quiet market, I will say, you mm-hmm. know, Bitcoin was not in the news every morning. And so we saw a lot of our customers that are a bit more active traders asking us for features. So that's why we really doubled down on, um, you know, feature like advanced charts where they can do technical analysis on it and, and mm-hmm. you know, build a strategy. Um, when um, you know earlier this year when web3 was was still very uh, top of mind for a lot of people we had a lot of requests around nfts so we we built um, a way to support nfts within our wallet you can see all your nfts you can um, you know interact with it um, and so it's, it's kind of a you know a, a constant feedback loop right like we we do regular round of uh, what we call user research but it's really just us going to customer and, and asking them like why do you like why do you hate uh, the platform and let's try to to fi- find you know ways to um, bring what you're you're looking for in different uh, competitors or what you're missing in in every app into Robinhood. Yeah, and I'm sure customer demand
1: probably varies as well. I mean, we saw the big AI boom last year, and everyone wanted to. Everyone wanted to be a part of AI, and then we Absolutely. see boom. Paradigm even like-
0: took crypto off of their freaking investing website or something, didn't
1: they? They like put. <laughs> they're like, we just like do innovation investing
0: now. Like at the very <laughs> bottom, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Who was that, Bryce? I think that
2: was Paradigm. Oh, Tragic. Yeah. Side, side note: I, I think you know that's something that. Um, you were asking me earlier, like, why I joined Robinhood, and it's something actually that I loved about the company is that when we launched crypto at Robinhood, it was uh, February of 2018, you know, it was like the bottom of the bottom of the last winter. And at the time, you know, uh, I'm sure that Robinhood was always getting the question, like, why are you launching crypto? Is it dead? Um, and, you know, when we talk with leadership, we're always thinking about building for the long term. And I think that's really something that is exciting for me is like, you know, even this year, um, we didn't change any kind of investment in terms of resources at the company. We we kept working on crypto because we wanted to be there when the next cycle comes. And when our customers are going to ask for more crypto features, they will be actually ready to to use and not just, uh, you know, in development. And that's something that was, you know, blown away when, when I joined Robinhood at the time. So instead
1: of kind of playing to all these niches and all these little hype bubbles, you're more focused on like the long term outlook, right? You're looking at the bigger picture. And so instead of looking at, I guess, like the short term of like, hey, AI is really high. Let's start offering all these AI tokens and all these AI features. You're more looking at the crypto space as a whole and say, let's put ourselves in the best position so that, you know, two years, three years, five years from now, we can really kind of be like a leading horse in this race.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think you know, for us, um, we we see crypto as a as a financial framework of tomorrow. Like we, we we see blockchain as a way to solve so many issues in the current traditional finance system of today. Um, and you know, we think that this is a this is a very long term play. This is not just like a, a six months play. So that's why when there is like something hyping on on the the crypto market, like we don't list that coins right away. Or if there is an NFT suddenly being, uh, you know, the the discussion at dinner tables, like we don't necessarily act on it. We want to be, we want to be the platform that you will come to and and you know make a uh, really thought through decision, not necessarily like just trying to get on the latest hype.
0: Yeah, no, there, there's definitely a fine balance to strike right there uh, between, you know, kind of moving fast and breaking things and listing everything and kind of following the momentum and the hype and listing things and delisting things and, you know, offering new products and taking them away. And like, it it gets to be kind of crazy. And so kind of taking that longer term approach, more stability um, is probably the right way. I do kind of have a follow up though, to that, because, you know, if you think about it holistically, what would be an ideal kind of partner for Robinhood? You know, who, you know, as you're kind of looking at the crypto landscape, are you thinking, you know, out of your problems that crypto could solve, would it be something like, hey, you know, we could get better, um, you know, interest from this DeFi platform or we could get um, lower fees from, from this layer too? Or, or like, what would be an ideal sort of partnership if you were to kind of go down that
1: path?
2: Yeah, you know, we, we already have a, a decent amount of partner at, at Robin and Crypto to, to power like the entire kind of system and, and machinery um, and, and for us, I mean, to, to your point, you know, pricing has always been top of mind. We, mm. we always thought that, you know, if we want people to get into this space, we need to make the experience more magical. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm from the people that think that if you want to get into an NFT, but you have to go from fiat to crypto, pay a fee, transfer to your wallet, pay a fee, uh, buy an NFT and pay a fee. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like the experience was not magical. You just paid a lot of fees in every every places. So at Robinhood, we made a very conscious effort to um, build a system that allows us to offer best price. And um, something that we actually published a, a couple of months ago is that on average on Robinhood Crypto, you will get more crypto for your money than other platform um, that, uh, you know, we, we also mentioned. Um, And that was really, really important for me. I really wanted to make sure that if we want more people to come into the crypto space, um, we were not going to limit them and not going to take advantage of of them by charging them more and more um, uh, during, you know, during this cycle. And so this year, if you look at what we did, we first went completely transparent on our pricing. We we did that um, in H1. Where we now display to use the spread, the entire spread of the of the order that you're going to place, and we tell you how much Robinhood is making from from this order. Um, that's really nice. That's that's a yeah, really cool feature. It's that huge. that was something that you know customers were asking a lot. They were you know telling us that they had a lot of trouble to compare pricing because some platform tells you they charge a fee, but they also have a hidden markup on the spread. Some platform yeah. just uh, charge you a markup. Some platform just charge you a fee. You know it, it was getting so confusing. So we took the you know the approach of just like if we are fully transparent, people can can compare. Um, and then in September we published on on our website. You can you can go look at it. Like we we publish a comparison of how much crypto you will get for a specific amount of dollar. And we refresh the study every month uh, currently. And the goal for us is to really show to people like if you come on Robinhood, you will you will get more crypto for your dollar, yeah. and um, I think if we all do that, we will get more people excited to get into the, the crypto world. I agree.
0: I think, I think transparency um, it, it builds trust, right? I mean that's been the whole exactly. the whole basis of, of blockchain, right? And it's cool to hear that you guys are kind of incorporating that. And I think one of the things um, you know that, that, that crypto doesn't have um, is it doesn't have market closes, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's 24-7, 365, which presents quite some challenges. Uh, For a brokerage, I'd imagine. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I I guess, you know, also one thing it doesn't have is circuit breakers. Um, So we see Bitcoin go up 25% a day and then down 25% the next day and alarms are going off and and all that stuff. And, you know, there's no ability to kind of shut down um, like the trading for a a, a certain coin or anything like that, as there is in the stock market, as centralized institutions have their right to do to protect their customers and all that kind of stuff. Robinhood has exercised that right in the past to shut down sort of, Um, you know, buy side or sell side of certain assets. How do you kind of deal with crypto in that complex right there?
2: Yeah, you know, I think we we worked a lot uh, on our platform to really make it even more robust than it was at the time. Like uh, back in in 2021, um, we had, you know, very, very wide days in terms of volume that we were uh, dealing with. And so since then, um, and that's really when I join as a head of engineer for for the crypto business, um, we we are running our system with a pretty crazy what we call load test, um, and so we simulate basically how much volume we can generate, how much you know customer demand we can have on the platform, and we generate this uh, load test at like multiples of what we've seen like of our you know top days, um, and that allows us to basically build our systems and our platform in a way that will always kind of uh be able to sustain like the the demand that a uh, customer will have um And for us like you know that's the most important thing we you know to your point around trust we want to build a trust that if you need us because you want to you want to take advantage of the market crashing and you want to buy or you want to exit your position um you know we should be there and we should be able to to be there for you and so you know a lot of our engineering resources are just dedicated to, to that alone. And Johan, we have a really big
1: event around the corner. You might be familiar with it. The Bitcoin ETF. I mean, it, it feels like it is so <laughs> close. And we are partying. I see Bryce is, is over on his screen. I'm going to get the move
0: ready, baby. I'm going to be popping <laughs>
1: champagne. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an exciting thing. It's something that a lot of us have been waiting for for so long. But I'm curious, I guess, how you think that the Bitcoin ETF will affect your business over at Robinhood?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's a it's an interesting one. I think what I'm really excited about is that, you know, it will bring legitimacy to the asset and, you know, it's it's going to be something that everyone will now be able to to access, Um, you know, if they add a a retirement account or something, they will be able to to get exposure to it. Um, I think as a crypto person, what's a bit sad for me is like these coins are locked into um the ETF and so for retail um you know i think we will have still a lot of demand for for people that want to buy on a platform like Robinhood and move to their self-custody wallet or use them somehow and and you know uh still you know will be interested to to actually own the the actual crypto um and i think the other part is that uh pricing wise it will still be better to to buy on spot on robin crypto uh, from from what I've seen so far, like uh, our, our pricing will still be better. That's awesome.
0: Um, that's really good to hear. Um, I, I'm really excited about these. I think, like you said, it's going to bring legitimacy. Um, it's going to bring better transparency. Um, one of the other angles I'm thinking about is you know the ability for these big institutions who it's been expensive to outlay just cold hard cash to buy Bitcoin, right? Especially when rates are so high. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's a, there's a higher hurdle. Um, and there's never been really a capital-efficient way to, to really get into the crypto market for these billion-dollar institutions. For little guys like us, sure, we could go buy spot crypto, no big deal. But the ability to like kind of you know have these elaborate sort of option strategies with this Bitcoin ETF and have a super liquid market and then also kind of being able to margin that, right, and have yeah. some level of capital efficiency from margining the ETF, it'll be heavily incentivizing all sorts of different institutions to now take a look at it as a diversification sort of asset and then be able to bring it in their portfolio, not have the drag of, of, of all the things that portfolio managers don't like. So it's going to be huge. I, I can't wait. And um, I think it's going to be a huge boom for businesses like Robinhood and and all this. I think it's going to be a, the tide that lifts all boats. So, so I truly can't wait for that. And and one other thing, um, kind of in tandem with the ETF, why I'm so bullish on 2024, I think it's going to be a beautiful year, is the Bitcoin halving. Yeah. And you, you've you lived through three of them. I've lived through three, but I wasn't really around back in the first one, right? And so you were around for all three halvings. Um, you were an investor in crypto since the early days. And I kind of want to know, do you see this halving unfolding in a similar way as a driver of that hype cycle? You know, this is going to be April 2024 for all of our listeners. Um, it's, you know, what, what kind of makes Bitcoin a little bit more scarce every, every four years. It's happening again. And it seems like every time... About twelve to eighteen months
2: after the halving, we reach a new all-time high. It's happened
0: every time. Is it going to happen again?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's a, it's, it's, it's not a question I can answer. Like, I'm, I'm more on the uh, engineering side and less on the prediction side. But I think what's the, the question that I always tell people is like, you know, you have to also think that the the halving, the halving now is like it's a fourth one. So you know, people you know, like you already start, started to analyze like what happened in the first three times. And, um, you know, the question is like, is it already priced in in the market? And, you know, will there actually be an impact or not on, on the price? That's that's, a, that's TBD, I think. Um, but the, the more interesting thing for me to think about is, you know, the impact on the miners. Uh, you know, a lot of mm. the miners right now are not going to be um, efficient enough after the halving to to generate enough uh, return on investment from from the miners, um, and so I think that's going to be something that I am going to follow closely. I also think it's a good opportunity for some of these miners to, um, you know, they are going to uh, buy a new machine or new new miners, and they will be able to use more clean energy and things like this. So, um, you know, excited to see what's what's going to be the impact there, but. What I know for sure, it's like that. Would be a lot of question after the after the famous April. Uh, I think what what is it now? It's April fourteenth or twenty third. I think. Yeah, that's the yeah. It's targeted for
0: like April twenty third, twenty twenty four, something like that, and give or take a window of maybe ten days or something.
2: Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll see in four months, I guess. Now
1: <laughs> it's starting to get close. It's really starting to get close, which. It gets me excited for, for one, but Johan, before we let you go, I saw that Robinhood was expanding its crypto services over into the EU. So I'm curious, from your experience, how have other countries reacted to crypto in comparison to the United States? Because it's easy for someone like me or Bryce or you that live here you know, to think of a certain way about crypto, but do people overseas in different countries and different continents think of it differently? Or are they just as excited?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, so our, our Europe offering, um, we're really excited about it. Uh, it happened last week, so I'm still uh, recovering for, from the launch and, you know, ex- everything um, that happened that day, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of work that comes into uh, fruition. That moment when you when you press the button and everything uh, goes live, you are always you know you're kind of scared, um, worried that something will go wrong. And when things are starting to to work correctly, you see the first signups, you see the first user like going through the the flow. Um, you know, it's always a very special moment. So excited! Um, yeah, it's the adrenaline <laughs> is is very high that uh, that night, and I think even the morning we were all like super excited. Um, Yeah, I think for for your question on you know how people are using it, I think it it really depends on the countries, and I think that's the beauty of crypto is, you know, in the U.S. we we have a pretty good uh, payment system. Like you can go anywhere to a coffee and and pay with your credit card. Uh, We also have banks. Take it for granted over here. That's for sure. We take it for granted absolutely, and and some countries they didn't really have like the the period of banks from the 1980s or 1990s that that we had. Um, some countries have hyperinflation, some countries have, you know, uh, not necessarily a bank at every corner. Um, and so for, for, for us, you know, we always thought about how do we bring our products to, to more uh, people on, on the planet? And that's kind of what was the idea with, with the wallet at the time, uh, really giving an option for anyone with a smartphone to, to be able to have a custody wallet. Um, but it's it's really exciting when you go to some of these countries and you see like, uh, you know, how they are adopting the crypto to to do anything, you know, some some are buying Bitcoin because they want to fight against um, the inflation of their currency. Some are using uh, USDC for, for a payment method or any kind of, you know, USD stable coin. So, um, you know, for me, Europe, uh, it's also close to my heart since I'm, I'm French, like I mentioned before. And we are uh, pretty excited to, you know, uh, just start with a simple offering. Uh, we'll have a 25 plus uh, crypto over there. Um, the thing that is really exciting about it is you will get a Bitcoin bag for every trade that you place on the platform. And you also oh, get wow, up to, recommend. yeah, it's it's a pretty um, exciting offering that I we really wanted to to get in, in place. and. You also get up to one Bitcoin when you sign up and when you refer uh, friends on the platform. Wow. Um, And yeah, there will be there will be more to come at this point, it's a simple product. Uh, You know, at Robinhood, we want everything to be very simple. We want to invest a lot on education. We think that people need to learn before doing any kind of investment. Um, And so we'll we'll see where it takes us.
0: Man, I love it, Johan. That sounds incredible. And there's just a ton of exciting things in the future, both for Robinhood and crypto broadly. Um, we, we just want to ask a final question. Um, kind of just like, you know, if, if, if somebody who's watching this right now is a brand new crypto user, maybe they're just getting in, they saw the prices are high, they're excited, or maybe they've been here through the bear market. Um, either way, you know, what's some advice that you would give to somebody who's just in the crypto market right now?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, for me, the main important uh, thing I said usually is like uh, learn about the space and so start with very small amounts, you know, things that you, you're not too worried about and slowly try to also focus on one or two aspects of the, of the crypto world. It's a bit too easy to get lost into, you know. Uh, Web3, DEXs, NFTs, all this kind of stuff, and also all the different chain that exist. Um, but you know, I think, for example, on on Robinhood, we have a lot of education content. Uh, we explain to you what if what is even like cryptocurrency. What is the difference between the different uh, consensus mechanism, like proof of work, proof of stake, um, and and slowly get into it. Um, and you know, I think. The important part also is to have a bit of fun on what you're trying to do especially when you get into the the more web3 space like when you try to to get nfts or games and things like this um you know think about what is it uh, and and why you think it's useful before really getting into it <laughs> i love it i think that's that's incredible advice uh
0: you know kind of learn about it get the knowledge gain the conviction gain the belief because that will be tested uh, through any market, right? If you don't have the belief and the knowledge, you're going to be selling at the worst possible times uh, when they're trying to scare you out of the market. And so make sure that you are equipped uh, in order to to stand the test of time. I love it. Johan, thank you so much for joining us today on the Crypto 101 podcast. Uh, Robinhood is a pretty easy uh, website to access. Robinhood.com, it's pretty easy to find. It's typically on one of the top sort of apps on the Apple Store uh, in the finance and business department. But uh, is there any sort of other uh, initiatives or links that you want to drop here? Any sort of um, any last sort of uh, communications
2: before we uh, sign off for the day? No, really, you know, go on the website, look at our, at our pricing and, and you know, give us feedback. I think that's, that's really something that... Um, you know, the, the entire team that I have at, at the company on, working on crypto, we actually listen to feedback and we try to get as much as possible. So don't hesitate to share it uh, with me or with the team. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get more people in the crypto uh, pie and, and more people onboarding into crypto thanks to, to Robinhood and thanks to the, the rest of the crypto community. Amen. I think that's
0: a great mission here. And uh, I'm with you. So we're going to do our part. You're going to do your part. Everybody at home listening is going to do their part. And uh, we're all going to have a great future together. Anyhow, uh, Johan, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we hope to have you back on again soon.
2: Anytime. It was a lot of fun. Anytime. (laughs)